Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Welcome to season two, episode three of our Montessori Babies podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about some of the things that I make sure to do every day with my baby as someone who's just been in the field and studied infant development and Montessori for a very, very long time. And my hopes in sharing this information is just that you get some great ideas and some fun, easy ideas that you can start to implement that are totally free, that just require a little bit of forethought and extra effort, and you'll truly just see it fully support baby's development. So infancy is such a fun and beautiful and important time in a child's life because It is their first experience with the world, right? So they were in that cuddly womb and they were all tight and warm and then they're born and then they're released and they're out into the world, right? And their brains are wired to literally help them learn about who they are to the world and who the world is to them. So that's their mission, right? As they enter the world and you'll see it as, you know, their mission in that drive, in that inner will for them to learn. And so this idea, the idea that, baby is constantly learning and constantly just trying to gather information to help them acclimate to their new world and, you know, learn more and more about themselves and their environment every day. This is something I keep at the forefront of my mind pretty much consistently. And it's something that you can see when you're interacting with baby, right? Because they're so, so eager. You see that inner will come through when they're super stimulated or they reach towards something or You know, they're shaking those cabinets, testing it out like the little scientists they are. And it's all just so beautiful and joyous. And I will say, you know, with my son right now, I'm just really, really enjoying the everyday moments of, you know, those aha moments and those times when I can see that he is just fully in learning mode. It's so much fun for me to see. And all of the firsts that keep happening, oh, it's so amazing. Like when he lifted his head on his Montessori movement mat and he saw himself in the mirror and he gave himself that big old grin, like, who is that cute baby in the mirror, you know? (laughs) When he started cooing and making all those sounds and, oh, that was so special. And with the Montessori mobiles, he's only barely three months right now. So we've been doing a lot of the, the visual work. We've been doing a lot of tummy time and we'll get into some of the other stuff that I do with him, but... He loves the mobile progression. Whenever we put him under his mobile or whichever mobile we have out because we do rotate them, he is just kicking and his arms are going and he's just focused, you know, and he's really good at letting us know when he's done. He'll look away and he'll just kind of go, you know, he'll let us know like vocally that he's all done. And (laughs) so then we're ready to move on to the next thing. But anyway, with all the firsts and all the aha moments and all the just amazing, amazing firsts that we get to see every single day with our babies, there are too many to mention, but they're all so beautiful. And I just love, love seeing that inner will to learn that Dr. Montessori discusses so much. It's what fuels the learning experience that they have in infancy, Um, and it's something that's easily observed in action, right? 
So when they're laying under that mobile, when they are observing your mouth, for example, when you're talking to them, I have seen this a lot recently where he's just fixated on my mouth and its movements and, you know, my tongue and its movements while as I'm talking and, you know, and he is trying to mirror a lot of what I'm doing, right? It's super, super cool. Anyway, it's just all so beautiful. And so I just wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I make sure to do every day with my baby to continue to fuel that inner will and focus on specific areas of development. But before I jump into those items, I do want to start with our quote for the week. And today's quote is by one of my favorite developmental theorists, Eric Erickson. I learned about him when I was studying in my child development degree, and I really, really just love a lot of his work. So if you're new to this podcast, I mainly focus on Montessori quotes, but because you know, Montessori itself is a pedagogical approach to education aimed at optimizing the natural progression of human development. We also go into the world of child development so we can best understand what's going on, (laughs) so we can best support our babies through this Montessori lens, right? So let's jump into our quote. There is in every child at every stage a new miracle of vigorous unfolding. And that's the quote. (laughs) Isn't that just so beautiful? I really, really feel like this is perfect for this episode because we are talking about the small things that we can do to support the everyday developing that's happening in our babies, right? And interestingly enough, so many of these items are totally free. I know, you know, in Montessori, there's a big push and pressure to have the materials and have, you know, the beautiful, you know, environment setups and the shelf and all of that. And, you know, there's purpose for all of those. There's something to be said about those. They're really beautiful and they really do help in facilitating that child-led experience, right? By having child-sized items and accessible items via the Montessori shelf, stuff like that. But there are things that we can do every day without moving anything, without buying anything. And so those are the things that we're going to be focusing on today. So jumping into the first thing. The first thing that I do every day, that I make sure to do every day, is talk to him. (laughs) Now, of course, I am talking to him all day long, but the thing that I want to make a point to do is to pause and wait for a response. So this is called a serve and return experience. Um, And essentially, what I look for is any sort of response that he makes, right? And then I'll respond to him. And then likewise, if he starts talking or, you know, just pulling from attention when I'm not necessarily set up for a serve and return experience, for example, I still make a point to respond to him. So he knows that that's these, you know, early moments of communication, right? He's barely three months. So he's just doing some cooing and some sounds and he's really vocally expressing. (laughs) But, you know, for example, I have him on a movement mat when I'm in the kitchen prepping something. And when he is in his movement mat and he starts making a sound, I'll respond to him like he's talking and, you know, just stuff like that. But when setting up a serve and return experience, what you can do is prop baby up on a boppy, for example, or on a pillow on, you know, on your bed or on the couch and just, you know, make sure not to leave baby if they're on an elevated surface. But 
It's so wonderful to have them elevated because it's optimal positioning so they can see your face. And then you just start talking, you know, you can talk to them about what they're wearing, what you did today, what they just experienced and, you know, their movement mat on the floor. You can sing to them, you know, and then just pause and wait for responses, right? And then when baby does start to respond, then you let them finish and then you engage back and it becomes this back and forth conversation. And there's a lot of amazing research on what serve and return experiences offers in development. And it is so amazing for language, so amazing for cognitive development. You know, it's great because if they're propped up like that, you can focus on eye contact. So that connection piece is there. You're fueling that wonderful attachment, right? Because you're engaged and you're connected and then connection is the key to that healthy attachment, right? So it's really just a wonderful, wonderful experience that you can offer baby. And one thing I will say is I've been doing this since my baby was born pretty much. Um, As you guys know, if you listen to my um, first episode of season two, my baby was in the NICU. And even though he was in the NICU, (laughs) I was still talking to him from day one. I was talking to him about what was going on. And as often as possible, you know, I was holding him in front of me and just talking and waiting and talking and waiting. And we continued that on up until this day. And now he is just so engaged and interactive and talks up a storm. And he specifically loves to do it when we're on the boppy or Also on his changing table, that's a really, really big one, one that you guys can use too. The changing table is a wonderful time to engage in conversation and language learning, and there's a lot of language to be had during diapers, so that's just one little pro tip for you. But moving on to my next point, um, another thing under the language category that I make sure to do with him every day is sportscast. Now, I know I've spoken about this in this show before, but essentially sportscasting is where you're labeling what you're doing, right? So, oh, it looks like you made a bowel. I'm going to pick up your body. Let's go walk to the bathroom. Okay, we're walking to the bathroom. All right, I'm going to lay your body down. All right, I'm going to take off your pants. You know, one strap, two straps, took those off. Okay, opening up your diaper, you know, literally just labeling everything that you're doing. And there's a lot of benefits to sports casting, which is super cool. I will just say it may feel a little bit silly at first. <laughs> um, I know it did for me when I first started it um, many, many years ago when I began in the classroom setting, but now it's like second nature. So when you start it, you know, after a little bit of time, it'll feel like second nature. But essentially, you just get in the habit of labeling everything you're doing you are going to be offering language to the action, right? So you're offering the language for your child as to what is happening. And that's, you know, just wonderful for their everyday absorption. And then there's also the point of the respective self and respective body that goes into it, right? Because when you're letting them know, oh, I'm going to pick up your body. You made a bowel, you know, you're offering that as kind of a way to say, you know, hey, this is what's going to happen versus just, you know, kind of lugging them around like we we do tend to do a lot with babies and toddlers you know because they're little and you know they're very dependent still right like you know my three-month-old could not just walk themselves to the bathroom and use the toilet you know (laughs) so they do need our help but it's just really really good in that development of self-respect and bodily autonomy and stuff like that if we are just letting them know what's going to be happening as well so another thing that I make sure to do every day um and this one's kind of more under the category of 
I would say motor skills. So gross motor and fine motor, but again, everything's interconnected in the world of development. So it helps everything. But one thing that I make sure to do is floor time. So so while babies absolutely get, you know, opportunities for strengthening in arms, right? So if you're holding them upright in their arms, they have opportunities to start strengthening their head, lifting their head up. They can start strengthening their neck and shoulders as well. Like all of that can be done in arms. But floor time provides a wide range of opportunities for movement, right? Because when babies on the floor, they get to work on things like rocking from side to side if they're laying on their back, rolling onto their side, rolling onto their belly. Or if you put them on their tummy, rolling onto their back or reaching for that toy in front of them. So there's just this huge wide range of motion that they get to practice when they're on the floor. And then, you know, you go to a mobile baby, for example, and then of course, you know, they're starting to army crawl forward and then they push back onto their knees and they're rocking, they're rocking, they're rocking, and then they start to crawl, you know, and it becomes this wonderful progression that we get to see. And they just need a safe space to practice and some materials to engage them and fuel that inner will to move. And that's it, right? So this is definitely something that I make a point to do with my child every day. During his wake windows, I am constantly just, you know, offering those moments for practice on the floor. Another thing that I make sure to do every day is to get outside. There's so much good research on fresh air and even starting from, you know, the time you bring your baby home from the hospital, you know, always work with your pediatrician, of course, and know your baby. But the benefits of taking baby outside and getting that fresh air and letting them observe the trees and feel the breeze and, you know, just All of that is so amazing for their development, so amazing for their sleep, which affects their development of concentration. And, you know, when they're outside, even just in my observations, because I worked with hundreds of babies in the classroom and home settings, it just does wonders, you know, when they're when babies are restless and they need a change of environment, just get outside. (laughs) Or if they're not restless, I mean, even just getting outside before they become restless, getting into that routine is just so, so wonderful. And they sleep so good. (laughs) They sleep so good after they go outside, especially if they're moving or they try something new. Like for example, my son just tried swimming for the first time and he just clonked out (laughs) when we got home and took a really good nap and woke up was so happy so you know just stuff like that like getting out in nature feeling the elements and nature is just so good for all areas of development and for you too as their parent or their caregiver getting outside is so so good so beneficial for mental health if you can throw a little bit of earthing in there like take off your shoes step on the grass or the sand or the dirt or whatever you have around that is also something that's been researched and you know has shown to help stress levels and stuff like that and um, I will put some of this research below because it's something that I used to love doing in my classroom so what I had in my classroom was a free flow so I had at one point when you know the kids needs were met we just left the door open from the inside to the outside and we would have teachers outside and teachers inside and so the babies could the mobile babies of course (laughs) so the mobile babies could go outside if they wanted to and then come inside when they're ready for you know water or snack or stuff like that and or you know of course we would help them if it was around that time that they would normally eat anyway but we let them go out barefoot a lot of the time and so they could feel the grass and 
was just such a lovely experience. You know, it's a sensory experience. They get to feel that earth, you know, and then they just slept so, so well after that. And so that's something I loved to do. And then other things that you can do outside, you know, bubbles are a really fun one. Anything, you know, with water obviously requires a lot, a lot of observation because you, you'll want to be one-on-one with your baby around all bodies of water, even tiny bodies of water, like, you know, a bucket or whatever. But it's all so much fun and so good for them. So definitely something I would recommend trying. And then lastly, the one thing that I really, really think can positively affect their development is to be conscious about pace. And what I mean by this is slow down. (laughs) Um, And if at all possible, I know, you know, days are hectic. You're trying to get a million things done. There's so many things that need to be done in the house or around. And if you're in a classroom setting or if you're a nanny and it's somebody else's home, like you have so many things that need to be done, right? When at all possible, if you can slow down and just consciously recognize that baby is observing everything, right? So then you combine this slower pace with something like sportscast or where you're labeling everything that's happening and they have this just amazing opportunity for learning, right? And it's totally, totally free. And this is something that I make sure to do all the time. Um, Every morning, you know, we get ready together essentially and I have his changing stuff and I grab his clothes and my clothes and we go to the bathroom and his changing tables in the bathroom. We have a long counter and so I just put you know, the changing table on top of it. And so he's laying there, I get him all ready. And then I get myself ready as I'm standing next to him. And then, you know, we're talking about everything as we're doing it. And then I have to, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth, do all of that. And so with the toothpaste, for example, I hold the toothpaste and I let him observe it, you know? Oh, look, this is the toothpaste. And I slowly open the cap. And then I slowly put the toothpaste onto the toothbrush and I'm talking to him about what I'm doing. And then I brush my teeth. And, you know, every time I brush my teeth, he's just really, really observing because I have an electric toothbrush, so it makes a fun noise too. (laughs) And so, you know, just the slower pace and the language and, you know, really including him in these just simple, simple things that we're doing are just really wonderful opportunities for a lot of areas of development, right? Because you're also just exposing him to something that he'll eventually be doing too. He'll eventually be brushing his own teeth, you know? So in the morning when we're already in this routine of I'm brushing my teeth, when we start to, you know, offer him his toothbrush and right now we clean his gums and stuff like that. But when we, you know, bring in a toothbrush, it won't be that foreign to him because it'll already be something that he's observed, right? So, oh, mom does this and dad does this. So, you know, I am obviously going to do it too. And, you know, I also do this when I make coffee in the morning. A lot of the times I'm holding him, you know, he just woke up. We're having those, you know, snuggly moments and I hold him facing in like toward me and we have some hugs, but then he likes to face out and see things. And so I am talking about everything, you know, oh, I'm opening the coffee pot. I'm filling it with water, you know, and I'm doing all of this slowly so he can see and he observes a lot of it. So this idea of slowing down can be applied to pretty much anything, anything that you're doing, anything that you involve baby in. And baby can be involved in a lot, you know, from tiny, tiny, you know, so try it out. It's really, really something that's wonderful for all areas of their development. And it's simple. And, you know, as they progress, you can just start getting them more and more involved. And it won't be something super, super foreign because they will have seen it, you know, and they will already know that it's part of their daily routines. So, so yeah. So anyway, these are just some things that I make sure to do with my baby every day. It is so, so much fun getting to 
you know, do this show and, you know, have my infant. It's hilarious, too, because I'm literally recording in my bathroom right now. <laughs> you know, I have my whole setup on my bathroom counter as my son is napping and have him on the little monitor. And, you know, so it's just a whole new chapter. And I'm so, so grateful that all of you get to, you know, share in this journey and we all get to share in these experiences with our babies together. So anyway, that is about it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone who is a listener of our show, everyone who is in our Montessori Babies course. I'm having so much fun getting to know everyone. And for those of you who recently found our show, thanks so much for joining our community. And for those of you who have been listeners, thank you so much for being listeners. I am so, so grateful to have everyone. This community is awesome. So anyway, thank you again for listening to season two, episode three of our Montessori Babies podcast. And I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Montessori Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!